Hello everybody, this is the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I am Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans who have had to go underground to give you our it's candid views. It's not that views. many years. It is for me. I'm 25. <laughs> we do this every week. Anyway, uh, we've had to go underground to give you our candid views. We get around uh, and we drink every Friday or Saturday, whatever. We don't want to give away the exact day. We've been doing this a long time. We read Value Line. We kick around stock ideas. And now, uh, thanks to the uh, technological wonders of the Internet, you're in on it. Uh, and we sit around and talk about stocks uh, with, from Value Line. We've got a lot of caveats. Check us out at www.thevalueguys.com. Uh, today we're here to talk about the March 30th, 2007th edition of the Value Line Investment Survey and uh, a couple caveats. Uh, this is for entertainment purposes only, and we understand in advance it's really not that entertaining. So don't we're getting emails pointing that out to us, So, but we know we're trying to give good stock advice, but as entertainment so that, uh, listen, we, you know, we're going all, just off the value lines. So if there's some big news event from today that we didn't happen to read, what have you, right? We don't know. Oh, totally exposed. And these prices are a couple days old, too. So stocks, <laughs> At least a you know, my portfolio has been up. It's been down. It's been actually good, been a good period in here for value. Uh, but uh, the stock prices we think these are at could be days old anyway. Uh, I'm going to be uh, back toward the end of the show. I have some stocks to talk about uh, this week, including Quest and Sprint, which are revisits. You know, our whole show is indexed in XML. If you pull it up in Internet Explorer 7, uh, you can index by ticker. We've talked about these before. And I'm excited to say that Q and S, I'm talking about them back-to-back. -back. They're both single-letter tickers, which is rare. Uh, they just gave one away uh, yesterday, M. They did? They gave away M. There was a lot of speculation. It was a, well, it was supposed to be for Microsoft, of course. They kept trying to lure Microsoft to the NYSE with the letter M. It's going to get picked up by uh, Macy's, which, again... You know, hmm. Macy's is certainly worthy of M because it starts with M, certainly, just to start with. And it's a great store. But So single-letter uh, tickers, uh, Q, uh, Quest, and Sprint, and then a couple of other things, Genuine Parts, Time Warner Cable, which is a brand-new stock. Poof, out of nowhere, you have the second-largest cable company in America. Poof, just came public, so we'll talk about that. But before we get to all of that, uh, I'd like to introduce – And that's a lot. It's a lot. Who knows? I might be asleep and not actually get to any of that. Just we'll see. Oh, don't worry. I'll wake you up. But uh, I'd like to introduce my uh, partner, my fellow value guy, uh, Vern Value. Vern. Um, thank you very That's bad timing, much. I know. Okay. Well. So take it away, Vern. Can't hit them all out of the park, you know. What do you have going this week, Vern? Um, I'm going to go back to uh, – Space we've talked about in the past, especially because there's a lot of uh, no ratings and very low ratings by value line on the space. So I naturally was very intrigued to take a look at auto parts. Um, I'm just going to snack while you're talking. Do you mind? No, really? knock yourself out. Okay. Um, but um, I, it, what I'm really doing here is seeing if I can learn something from a couple acquisitions that are uh, occurring. So we have recent, you know, transaction multiples in oh, that's relevant, a great benchmark uh, for anything right. absolutely so first kind of look at tires where we've had some success uh, uh, bandag is the company being sold symbols bdg world's largest manufacturer of 
basically the treads and the equipment you need to retread um, existing tires. We looked at that in the cars shop about a year ago. And stuff like that. Well, yeah. if you'd bought it about a year ago. <clears throat> that would have been a good time, right? Um, or no. Well, within really the last year, it, would, it traded in the, in the below 35. Stock recently 51. We missed it then. Actually, 50 and 7 eighths. And uh, is being acquired by Bridgestone, which is one of the world's largest tire manufacturers, at 50.75. So right, uh, Value Lines printed a report with a uh, price above the offers, so maybe there's some anticipation of something here. There's virtually no debt on the balance sheet. In fact, they're in a net cash surplus position. So I know a little story about Bridgestone. Do you know it? No. Go ahead. Well, the founders. But besides, they have the most bizarre television commercials. Have you ever seen these things? I don't have They're to. Trying to uh, something. It's like Italian fashion meets passenger. Well, radio the story tires. of Bridgestone is. And I read this in, who knows, a Smithsonian or some obscure place. But a couple of Japanese guys, buddies, wanted to start a tire company. And the tire company that they thought was the best in the world was Firestone, like Uh a long time ago, 50 years ago. So they couldn't get Firestone, who already owned that, so they had Bridgestone, emulating their American counterpart that they held in such high regard. You know, long story short, Firestone, problems, mistakes, Gets Whatever. small, et cetera. Yeah. Bridgestone, successful, buys the very company that they, you know, were inspired by yeah. and kept the brand alive and well, and et cetera. And I just think it's a nice little story. Anyway, go ahead. I it know nothing nice about the stock. Story. It is. Well, it's been, a, it's been an industry that's seen massive global consolidation, and Bridgestone's been one of the handful of consolidators. Oh, not as nice of a story on that side. Well. In any event, um, so the valuation, now this is for a company that um, 10 years ago had return on capital in like an 11, 12 range, more recently like 9-ish. Uh, they do this all over the world. According to Value Line's description, they have plants in the U.S., Belgium, Brazil, Malaysia, Mexico, Venezuela, South Africa. So no need to uh, migrate to low-cost Production areas, they're already there apparently. The stock has um, peaked above $50 each of the last four years. Um, and that's basically what it's being sold at. And unless, um, I mean, the, the small premium to the offer doesn't indicate that there's any kind of uh, bidding war going on here. I don't know who might be presumed to come out of the woodwork to buy this at more than 18 times earnings, basically a market multiple. Uh, when it looks like things are as good as they get. Value Line mentions in their description of what's going on to the, uh, with the business is that it's been under pressure on a pricing basis from the lower cost of new tires. Hmm. Ah, well, that's a good indicator fundamentally for the rest of the industry, tire prices going down. So it brings us to Goodyear, a uh, recommendation we had some success with. We bought the stock under 12 recently trading uh, almost at $30. Mm. Um, nice call, Vern. But you've gotten the uh, you got the uh, you got the catalyst of the settlement with the steel workers, cost um, you know a couple hundred million dollars, I guess. But huge anticipated savings from the way it was restructured. The valuation now up to ten times free cash flow, with debt almost a hundred percent of. Uh, I mean, there there's a negative book value. Okay, Wall Street. Um, doesn't like that, Jim. No, right. Five billion uh, <clears throat> equity market cap. 
They haven't had a return on capital above 5%. So it trades like a call option, which is why it can do so well yeah, when that's why, the that's why it did probability so well, of failure not, goes you know, down. Uh, with a big anticipated recovery in EPS from losing $0.80 cents last year to making $2 in 08, you're talking 15 times that 08 number, okay? Yeah. Well, Bandag at the offer value of 50 75 is 16 times their 08 estimate. All right, so value, hmm. good year now with the big catalyst passed, uh, still loaded down with tons of debt um, with issues to deal with in terms of cost structure. Uh, Cooper Tire, the other name in the group, has ridden along um, re recently $18. We didn't like it uh, at 12 so missed this one, okay? We meaning... Me. You. All right. Of um, now Burn. about 16 times the numbers um, that Value Line's looking One for. One chip left. 08. And, uh, oh, really? Those are pretty good. Um, Thank you. You know, good-looking balance sheet, but probably has benefited from Goodyear's problems and the strike that went on there for better part of three months. So their numbers may not be sustainable at these levels. Nothing here looks cheap as established by the market's valuation, a bandag, okay? So bandag. If you made a lot business. of money in the tire company, sell them now. It's a retread business. It's tough. Advice, okay? But um, you're responsible for what you do. All right, so we similarly passed. in auto parts, where there's, you know, companies going out of business and uh, assets uh, for sale at what appear to be fire sale prices uh, and a lot of low ratings from value line. What fire do, what sale do we see on... On earnings multiples or book value or on uh, prior peak earnings prior and peak cash flow. Earnings and cash. Yeah, um, Lear Corporation is the business trading changing into go. Uh, recently trading thirty six eighty according to Value Line, <clears throat> an offer from uh, an Icon entity at thirty six dollars. Mm -hmm. At thirty six dollars, stock traded above sixty dollars. That guy gets a lot of press, doesn't he? Uh, has been on a massive slide since. Debt to cap eighty percent. Uh, a lot of acquisitions here building out their position as the largest independent, fully integrated automotive interior supplier in the world. So they, I mean, they specialize in hundreds of millions of dollars of zero-value-added uh, seats. And They're in the business because they can't get out of it. If you have, econ you know, in economics class, it's barriers to exit. You're just trapped yeah. in a hell you can't get out. Well, Icon's going to bail them out, all right, at 23 times earnings, um, you know, maybe closer to um, about 16 times 08. There's that number again. Okay, so forget what the what the hmm. multiple shows to be right now. Uh, what else do I have in this space? Well, how about a, a five-rated stock, Tenneco, big uh, player in uh, aftermarket, uh, um, well-distributed business around the globe, global platform. I looked at recently that trading at 19 times earnings, near all-time highs. I can't. Ten that. times free cash flow, return no? on oh, capital never times. better in the last 10 years. Oh, maybe that looks not um, so bad. Doesn't sound like it can get much better. Sounds like Value Line <clears throat> may have it right here. Um, the stock traded uh, under 12 in 05, so the stock's doubled in two years. Ten times peak cash flow. Magna, you know, generally considered uh, the best of the integrators in terms of execution or among the best. Uh, Value Line rates this a five also. Recently, $75, a 30% discount to the market at 13 times, 11 times free cash flow, you know, decent and relatively steady return on total capital. This company's been linked with, as a, uh, with Chrysler as a potential buyer there. 
I don't know what kind of a discount um, Magna may be getting uh, versus market well, uh, because a few they're an integrator. Ago, but uh, uh, Chrysler's quarter of their sales. And I don't um, care for this company. A few years ago, we owned ooh. Johnson Controls, which, despite its name, makes car seat uh, systems. Well, they're actually Lear's largest direct competitor. Yeah, and uh, and Magma too. I think Mag. Magna was in that business, and they always seemed like a little bit of an after, you know, also ran with higher costs, uh, more debt, you know, less free cash flow, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So, anyway. Uh, I see you have one on your page. I think that's probably right. I have have that one here. What? Auto leave? Yeah. You want to talk about them? I mean, this stock's also near an all-time high. Stock used to get uh, 18 multiples and 20 multiples back when it was a growth story. It's trading around 15 times recently. That's been as good as it's gotten in the last five years. Uh, this stock, I mean, has been on a run with the rest of them anticipating a turn in uh, in uh, fundamentals. In other words, North. Well, North I don't know. I you know what? I picked customers. this one as a as a kind of a closet buy. We liked uh, we liked uh, Gentex down Tell you in a minute uh, below about thirteen dollars recently, sixteen and a half. Might be some upside to the valuation here, at least based historically, if they're getting back on uh, uh, on a uh, uh, content-driven uh, growth track, but very expensive on a free cash flow basis. So really the only name in all these stocks that uh, really have been doing very well in a period of kind of flat or down earnings with you know an anticipated turn coming is uh, Eaton Corporation. And... Um, you know, a lot of people are interested in this stock because they have a lot of leverage to the heavy-duty truck industry, which is down this year and mm-hmm. anticipated to have big recovery years in 08 and 09. Mind if I have a cashew? No, go ahead. And Thanks, um, this one's selling around 12 times 08 earnings oh. forecasts, uh, which happen to be in line with free cash flow forecasts. So, you know, not a, um, not a period of intense investment or anything. Um and we like it for the recovery that um, is possible in that market. We also, they're doing some interesting things in the electrical industry where they're starting to uh, convince large commercial contractors that uh, the electrical system of a business is an integrated uh, um, design element um, that uh, should have an overall integrator, coordinator, uh, and that they're best positioned to do that. They own the old Cutler <coughs> Hammer brand. I think you know them. Uh, but the thing that I'm very interested maybe. in here, maybe I and we've do. talked about it before because a couple different times in the last probably three or four months, we've talked about the development of hybrid vehicles. Uh, yes, there's we a, have. There's a public relations and marketing benefit to be gained from the conversion to these kinds of vehicles. There's potentially a cost advantage, especially if there's going to be government subsidies because those who can more quickly convert their fleet will have a competitive advantage over competitors who will be operating uh, – uh, older uh, equipment and presumably uh, higher cost to higher operate. cost because of the sanctions against using inefficient, environmentally inefficient equipment. And um, Eaton's been on the leading edge of developing uh, diesel electric hybrid drive uh, uh, opportunity alternatives uh, being used right now uh, on a growing basis by people like Federal Express and U- UPS as they uh, you know have big uh, delivery fleets doing you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, short-haul pickup and delivery. Uh, Walmart is now working with, uh, I think it's it's either Freightliner or Peterbilt, one of the big heavy-duty truck companies, and Eaton on the adaptation of the technology to the heavy-duty long-haul truck business. 
with Walmart as a sponsor, you could gain you know, necessary commercial mass to be making a lot of money, an entirely new growth platform for the company, and certainly not priced into the stock when it's trading at 12 times 08. So ETN, oh, wow. the one name out of the whole group that we like. 24 minutes into the show, Vern. No, we're not. Isn't that what that says? No, it says okay. we're 16 minutes and 20 seconds into What's the show. Thing, well, so. you're reading it. In, you're reading it the wrong. All right. Okay. Good. So I think that was quite a tour. Quite a of, tour. Uh, you know, some space where some businesses are being bought, but where it doesn't look like there's a lot of. Well, and there's money to be made. You had a great call and good year. I think people, you know, that's yeah. uh, take that's those nice. profits, folks. Did you? Yeah, you probably. Should. Anyway, with that, I, you know, wrapped it up. Lean pickings on good I, new buy ideas, but uh, um, think this <clears> one <throat> idea is a reasonably high quality idea. With that, I will transfer. The uh, um, the tonsil test to my <laughs> colleague. You didn't work Val as hard Hughes. as you did last week. No, I, it was uh, anyway, moment, listen. I, I usually go in page order, but this week, since we didn't talk in advance, we both picked the same company, and I think listeners should be warned. You know the difference between our analysis. Uh, Vern knew how to pronounce it, so I'm sure he has an edge in understanding this. Value line, you know, rates at a four, and I'm just this week I went through, you know, most of the sheets just to pick things out. Uh, what am I drawn to here? Well, first of all, it's seven times gross cash flow, eleven times free cash flow. Well, the only way I'm going to pay eleven times free cash flow is if I see a little bit of a growth element to the story. So, what's the story of AutoLeave? Occupant safety restraint systems. All right, well, we've got a bunch of new economies growing fast, middle classes that are bigger than our entire nation. They all want cars, and the transition to from cars to safe cars, I think in some of these places, is going to be faster than it was here. They seem to have some edge in that, making, uh, you know, systems that help safety, and they're based in Stockholm. They're the world leader, I think. World leader, plus Stockholm. Don't they give the Nobel Prize away there? These people have credibility in safety and all that is good just from the fact that they're in Stockholm. Uh, plus, their operating margin, 13.6. That doesn't sound great to some industries, but I think in this industry uh, where you get hammered a bit, you know, that's a decent um, margin. Their return on capital has been rising a little bit, so that suggests to me that somebody smart's doing something good. Uh, you get a little bit of a yield here. And the big theme is safety, gain share uh, in a world that uh, is gaining wealth. So uh, there you go. I don't know much, much else about it. Raw material prices for them are going to be coming down. Uh, Value Line points out that um, their products are becoming standard equipment and things like inflatable curtains, side airbags, things that, you know, help you stay safe. Uh, they got some new products coming out that evidently are apt to be well-received, according to Value Line, and yet they're reg ranked four, and the cash flow yields are pretty good. So I don't know much else about it. 782, there's a different view on uh, Value Line Observer this week. Two views. And we respect Two different that. views, and we do. We respect And the, I'm going to uh, kick your ass after the show. You no. Can, you can. You, okay. It's perfectly within your rights to be wrong. All right. As often as well, you we'll just to. check back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, on that one, mm -hmm. auto live, as I like to call it. If, is that how you say it? Auto live. Yeah, it's like anyway. Auto life. Okay. Swedish, I think. So uh, moving along, back to page order. Quest, and uh, this is on page seven thirty one. I as think the most to auto death, which would have been a 
you know. That's a, contra a contrary name than you'd want, I guess, is, would be your point on that one. Anyway. Yeah, but it'd have a little more kind of a pop culture twist to you it. You get a lot of free publicity uh, for that, no question about the it. safety but, company uh, called Listen, let's get back. The people want to hear about yeah. some stocks. I've got uh, two, you know, great old names in uh, technology, 100-year-old technology, the telephone system, Quest Communication, which used to be U.S. West, which used to be part of the AT&T oh, conglomerate this take 20 in the West Coast, et cetera. <laughs> but I'm struck. Oh. Their ticker is Q. And then on the next page is Sprint, and their ticker is S. How often Which has this happened, ladies and gentlemen? What stock is like the letter it's like R? The stars aligning here. Q and S back to back. Anyway, what's the theme on Quest, ticker Q? The theme is, I don't know if people are paying attention, but back, I used to cover this industry a long time ago, and they used to show you the science as to how full motion video couldn't fit through a twisted pair of copper wires, which is the technique everyone, you know, had telephone service in their homes. And so that the cable industry, they had these big, thicker, you know, cable wires that had, could carry more stuff and lots of channels. <laughs> Meantime, the telephone system couldn't carry as much stuff, but it was addressable. You could dial someone specifically. Someone could specifically dial you. And, of course, modems and all that, you know, we all are familiar with that. Meantime, the cable industry could fit uh, 400 channels on a cable and, and et cetera. Could well, the future hold some right. high potential marriage of these two technologies? Well, no. So for, for the last number of years, it's been viewed that cable was going to win. As broadband Internet came to your house and everything was going to go Internet, uh, the cable guys were going to win. They were, and they all moved to offer you telephone service and Internet, and they bundle these services. Well, what's happened recently is that DSL, which stands for something, digital service line or digital subscriber line. Yeah. Uh, anyway, th this technology can now... Direct subscriber line. Okay, thank you. Uh, this technology can now move bits of information faster than cable, and it's addressable. Uh, the fastest broadband systems in America right now are DSL systems, not cable systems, and that's bad news for cable. It's good news for uh, the DSL technology. I almost think that's just been like saying somebody's skunk works here because the idea that you just are going to dial up a movie, download it into your uh, machine, the download now can come in at a faster speed than your actual watching of the movie, which makes it a viable technology to compete with the middleman, which is the cable box, and I want to get to that in a minute. Anyway, uh, Quest is uh, got a lot of subscribers out in the West. Uh, Value Line doesn't tell me how many here, but I'm sure it's it's millions. Okay, um, we've talked about this in the past. They got involved in a lot of non-sort of traditional technologies. They've written most of that off, uh, and uh, they're showing a, a period of improving margins uh, from the mid 20s in terms of operating margin. You know, three four years ago to the mid you know low 30s now. Returns on capital are moving up to the uh, middle and upper teens. The balance sheet is not great, but, um, you know, it's improving as well. Their, their equity is negative, which is sometimes a sign of an opportunity because so much of Wall Street can't buy the stock simply because it's got negative book value, which means there's less demand for the stock just without even looking at the fundamentals. The valuation here is pretty compelling for Quest, I think in part because of the large debt load. Uh, and it's, uh, what, it's about four times gross cash flow, uh, next year's gross cash flow, and it's ten times free cash flow. And I think that um, 
you know, these former Bell companies, the company that started 120 years ago and is still kicking and going strong, uh, Quest Communications, ticker Q. That's uh, an easy one now. Just moving along, Sprint, ticker S, uh, page 732, the next page. The story here is uh, really somewhat the same, although it's different. This is not an old Bell uh, company. In fact, they've sold all their local telephone businesses. Um, Sprint was started as a competitor to MCI and uh, at one point, I believe, was bought by the New England Telephone Company, which was an old-line telephone company. Um, but uh, now Sprint is a long-distance competitor and a um, 53 million wireless subscriber uh, business in the U.S. They cover a population size of 200 million. The story on this basically is the same one I just talked about, broadband Internet access everywhere uh, that's going to bypass the cable box and could bypass the, the you know, uh, uh, some, some other emerging technologies. And these guys are very much involved in it with uh, a broadband uh, wireless network. You're having the iPhone come out. That's going to draw a lot of new people into a, you know, 24-7 type of mentality in terms of, you know, video downloading uh, is really the big user of uh, broadband space, and I think Sprint's probably pretty well positioned. The stock's been beaten up because the performance here, frankly, hasn't been that good, and I think uh, they've lost some market share. They've uh, outlined a, uh, uh, you know, a restructuring program. Uh, they're cutting some of the workforce, et cetera, and these typically are opportunities particularly if you have the backdrop of the world moving to broadband Internet as the pipeline for everything. So uh, valuation cheap, uh, in my opinion, it's uh, uh, Sprint is at 19 Gross cash flow is 5 bucks. CapEx is not low, so it's 3 bucks a share. This is on 08 numbers. That leaves me 2 bucks in free cash flow. It's about 10 times. I think I might have already said that. Anyway, Sprint, ticker S. Okay. Uh, then going a little bit of a different direction here, this is stock I used to cover also years ago, Genuine Parts, ticker GPC, page 788. Uh, Genuine Parts used to be just a distributor of, uh, a wholesale distributor of auto parts, and then they slowly acquired the uh, Napa uh, chain of retail stores all over the country. And they did it in a pretty intelligent way, offering them services in, uh, particularly in accounting and some other uh, system-related software-type services and glued the system in and then slowly acquired them. Um, they have a very high return on capital. You can see for 10 years it's been improving. It's now running upper teens. Uh, they have almost no Brand debt. Brand has value. Brand has pretty good value, certainly Napa. Uh, but I think the core strength here isn't that the auto business is getting better, auto parts. I mean, car ages continue to, I think, lengthen due to the better quality of cars, you know, the, the, the manufacturing process. Uh, but um, these guys have a low-cost uh, distribution system, and that just slowly gains share. So they grow a little bit faster than sort of GDP. Uh, operating margins are low, you know, mid-8%. Uh, but what's impressive here is their return on capital. They know how to uh, invest your money. Uh, on a uh, valuation basis, you know, let's see here. It's 15 times uh, free cash flow, which is really Ooh. a little bit too high for me to pay. And so after that big buildup, 
Uh, the stock's done well recently. I might have recommended yeah, see, this, this at another time. This is like a range stock because it is such a steady eddy, but you got to you know, buy it. It sells at a little bit of a discount. It doesn't really go down. I'm going to have to pass on that after saying all that about GPC. Genuine parts, pass. Anyway, uh, finally, uh, this company is a little bit intriguing. Time Warner Cable, TWC. Now, you probably think you heard of Time Warner I, Cable. I think I did that one in the last rotation. Did you? I'm not sure. Oh, no, 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 well, no. Well, the stock's been be public for four else. weeks, so that's my <laughs> so I'm point. I'm guessing not. <laughs> okay, Time Warner Cable, ticker TWC, page 818. You think you've heard about this. It's come public. Well, value lines on that awfully quick, well, aren't they? perhaps they're they fans. Help, do you think they helped underwrite the deal? I don't know. No, no. <laughs> Here, You know, this is very intriguing. First of all, go get the 10K. Go to Edgar. Download this because there's a lot of technology well, moving no 10K. around. You probably want an S1. No, there right? is a 10K. They filed their December. Oh. I just was looking at it today because this thing is all of a sudden out of nowhere, poof, is the second largest cable business in the country poof it's public what happened well uh time warner poof. well it didn't exist you know two months ago yeah, okay. uh time warner had a big cable business you may have heard of them uh adelphia well but it was a division okay, okay. now adelphia communications these guys got into a lot of trouble a lot right of trouble. a lot of trouble. trouble we don't want to go into it because Ooh. we're not lawyers Capital uh, T. Nor are we real analysts, but hopefully this is very entertaining to all of you. Anyway, uh, we're actors, okay, and we do this. But anyway, Adelphia, they got into a lot of trouble. Oh, man, I wouldn't have to work so and hard so if I was time, an actor. And so Time Warner, I don't know. Let's not digress. Where, what am I talking I about? Know. These guys, now Time Warner. Are you talking uh, to be independent of Time Warner? Uh, let's see. Let me read here. The media conglomerate, Time Warner, along with – I'm reading what Value Line My says. Head's starting to hurt. I know. <laughs> no one's even listening by this point. Time Warner, along with Comcast, purchased substantially all the assets of bankrupt Adelphia Communications in August of 2006. This is interesting. The media conglomerate paid $8.9 billion in cash and gave Adelphia an equity stake in the combined cable business, Time Warner Cable. The fractional ownership shares were distributed to Adelphia creditors – uh-oh, <laughs> ending Adelphia's obligation to sell a portion of the shares in an underwriting public offering. So they gave creditors these shares. How much? What's around the, this what's price. What's the overall valuation? Uh, the market cap is $37 billion, and uh, they paid $8.9 billion, and I guess there's a, a fair amount of debt wow. associated with this. Uh, oh, yeah, there's $14 billion in debt. Anyway, okay. they spun this out to their creditors. And here's what I think. I have a little theory I just want to talk about. It's called the, the TOM theory, which the stands Tom for – that's right. It stands for the theory – T-H-O-M or T-O-M? T-O-M. T-O-M. There's no H. This stands for the theory of media. Okay. Theory of media. I also call it the change the channel theory. Here's Sounds my theory. Quite weighty. For years and years, people have been getting video through either over the air, right, traditional TV like we had as kids, etc., or then cable, right? But now with this new DSL speed, it's full motion video. What if, just for example, AOL? which has lured everyone to uh, its site by now making everything free, and you can keep your AOL email address and all that and instant messaging and all that. What if 
you're looking at your instant messaging screen and what comes up is a TV screen and all the channels, all of Time Warner content at full motion video can run through your internet connection. What else is the Apple ITV box is now connecting your can I really get that? internet to your TV in a generation or two. There's already cables that'll do it. Just like human generations? Can, I won't be around a couple more generations. Television right now with existing technology. My point is, is that uh, the internet is going to be how everything comes. Cable is obsolete. If you go and read the fine oh, print wireless. in the 10K. It's going to be so great. Wireless or wired. Wired might have an advantage of not going out due to sunspots and such. But mm -hmm. it's all going to be fast, and you're not going to need your cable box anymore. And so Time Warner Cable, if you read the fine print in their 10K, there's a little thing that says that in uh, next year uh, you won't have to buy or lease or rent your cable box from your cable company anymore because they've had to open it up to who? The television manufacturers and the computer manufacturers. You won't have the box on the set that's ugly sitting in between everything. Everything will just plug right into your TV or right into your computer. And uh, Time Warner Cable now, if you read the fine print, a bunch of their operating earnings is lease income from these cable boxes. Right now it's at... Uh, 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 buck fifty in free cash flow. It's twenty-five times free cash flow, and I think that free cash flow is going to be going away um, as the lease payments from these cable boxes go away, and yeah. it's replaced by things like the Apple ITV, so uh, a computer plug into your computer, that's so unlike uh, into you. your TV. It's not. I don't want to say short it because it's brand new. I, I'm a Chicken. long only investor. No, I just do what I know. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of people that just got this stock. True. Namely, the creditors yeah. of Time Warner Cable. Some of them could be friends of yours or mine. I'm just saying, sell it while you can. Don't short it. Creditors, you, creditors are poor owners of stock in a situation like if that. If you own this stock and they'll you're be, a friend be of mine, massive sellers as soon as they're locked up. Just trying to do a favor. To How friends long ago did it come public? Is it, it less just, than six it's months? Just recently. You want to find out recently. if there's a lockup on what's the symbol here? I don't know. TWC. TWC. You want to find just, out how listen, much stock the... If you're a friend of mine and you own Time Warner, uh, now the same theme What's is, the book value of the company? I don't know. Here. Here's the sheet. I'm not done. <laughs> okay. Listen. Now, getting back to Quest and Sprint, if all media, this is part of my Tom oh, theory right. of media, theory of if all media is going to bypass the cable guys and over-the-air guys, it's going to go through the fast DSL, the fast wireless... That's Quest and Sprint. This is the bet. Quest is playing the landline way. Sprint in West, which is the West, which is the fastest population part growth of part United of the United States. States. Wake up. And then Sprint, wireless. 200 million population is passed. They don't have that many subscribers. They have 50 million subscribers. Uh, so these things seem, and they're both very reasonably priced, uh, and that's part of my uh, TOM theory. Three of media media anyway so that's all i have this week very Brian. heavy uh my favorite one this week is q and s quest and sprint future of you know all media uh, but uh, at uh, less than 10 times cash flow we said that's pretty uh, good. we said it's time to uh it's time to sell your good year take profits there and uh you might, if you want to stay exposed and have some interesting uh, an interesting technology play actually in vehicles um, look at ETN, Eaton Corporation, which is uh, they're based in Cleveland, Ohio. 
And that's nice a, town. That's a wrap. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Folks.